The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Finish Strong Friday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. It's also a Greg Cosell Friday. This might be three or four Greg Cosell Fridays in a row. And it is... A winner's Friday, which we love, especially during the holiday season. I want winners. I want people that want to win. I want people like Lance Richard. Lance commented on my Facebook post last night, which was from yesterday's Ross Tucker football podcast, in which I just said thank you. I just thanked all of you for enjoying what we do here and listening every day and that's it. Uh, most of you that listened yesterday, you heard it. If you missed it, we posted it to Instagram, to Twitter, and I posted it last night to Facebook at Ross Tucker NFL for all of those different platforms. And it just it's appreciated when you guys comment back, like Lance Richard did on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. So Lance is the winner this week for the Spread the Word winner, the sponsor confirmation email winner, Dan Lawton. He rated and reviewed the show. I forget to tell you guys, rating and reviewing the show counts as a sponsor confirmation. So he rated and reviewed the show, which is awesome. I think he wants a Bills press pass, which is somewhat timely. I'm up here in Buffalo right now for Kent State UB tomorrow. So, Dan, I can get you that Bills Chiefs press pass. And the YouTube shout-out winner, man, Joel Buckwalter wanted it. Joel Buckwalter was commenting on every YouTube page we had up there, every YouTube clip, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Joel Buckwalter wanted it. He got it. Congratulations, Joel. Let me know who you want me to give the cameo-style shout-out to. Excited to do that for you. Dan, you know what you want. Lance, email me, ross at rosstucker.com. Let me know what you want. What I want is a shout-out for Terry Madden as our patron of the day, patreon.com slash rtmedia, and I want The Big Show with Greg Cosell. The Big Show. All right, you know him, you love him, (laughs) 41 years at NFL Films. 
I guess, almost 30 or whatever it is on the NFL matchup show, the longest-running studio football show in the galaxy. You can check him out on Twitter, at Greg Cosell. And, Greg, I'm going to start with some kudos, man. I got to give you some props. You were the first person a couple weeks ago that said Deshaun Watson (laughs) playing by far the best football of his career – and you were right. I mean, well, it was about five weeks ago, actually. It was quite a while ago. And I thought of that, Ross. It's funny watching the game yesterday. And, of course, Tony Romo was talking about it because I'm sure, you know, he studied Deshaun leading up to the game. But, no, this this goes back about five or six weeks. And I noticed it right away on tape. And that's when I first mentioned it to you. And it's it's obviously been evident he is playing at a really, really high level. Yeah, it's fun to watch, and, man, it makes you think just how good they could be if they can get some pieces around him when he's playing it at this high of a level. That was that was fun to see yesterday. Let's dive into this upcoming week. You know, it's interesting. we got a bunch of matchups I want to get to with you, but there are two individuals that I really want to get your thoughts on, and I want to start with – Tua Tungavailoa, because he got benched against the Broncos for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I want to know what you saw from Tua in that last game. By the way, he evidently banged his thumb right. on, a, on a helmet, and he's listed on the injury report. It doesn't sound like it's much, but he's listed on the injury report. So, Greg, what did you see from Tua Tungavailoa, in particular against Denver? Well, it goes back to what he is as a quarterback. And, of course, he'll learn as he gets more experience. But what he is as a quarterback is a timing rhythm player. Incredibly quick feed, Ross. Drops back, hits that back foot. The ball has to come out. That's what he is as a player. And he was able to do that in his second and third start and do it very effectively. Then this week against uh, Denver, what happened is some of those throws were not there. Defenses get a better feel for what they're doing with Tua. And those throws were not quite there as often as they were in those previous two games. So he started to play a little fast physically because he's used to the ball coming out. And because then you have to start processing more because that initial throw is not there, he started to play a little slow mentally. So he was playing fast physically and slow mentally, and he was a little too frenetic in his movement and was not seeing things with the needed clarity. Now, this will come with experience. God, okay, so that, that was going to be my question. Is this like a red flag, a major concern, or is this just part of the growth process? It's probably a, a part of the growth process at this point in time. Uh, and again, we don't know the answer to this for sure. No one does. Uh, but at this point in time, he's not yet ready to be what we call a late in the down pocket passer. Um, and by that mean that where the, you have to sort of stay in the pocket, work through things and deliver the football still within timing, but it's just later in the down. You have to go through the process. Um, and what he does need work with And there's a big difference here. He needs work as a pocket mover, which is different than leaving the pocket and running out of the pocket. Pocket movement is when you work within a certain confined space within the pocket, smaller, let's say, than the size of a boxing ring. And you work within confined space to find that quiet area to deliver the football cleanly. That's an area in which he needs work. 
Talking with the great Greg Cosell here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, like we do each and every week. The other individual I wanted to ask you about, Greg, Taysom Hill. Yeah. And he got his first start. We got to see him have a whole game at quarterback. What did you notice? What stood out to you? Uh, well, again, now you're getting into coaching and, and marrying the, the coach and the quarterback. And I thought they did a really nice job with him in terms of what they asked him to do. Play action, play action boot, well-designed half field reads, which define the reads and the throws. And he threw the ball well. Uh, he actually had a very good play in which he came off Michael Thomas and hit the tight end, Adam Troutman, for a nice gain, which doesn't seem like a big play in the course of a game, but it was a very nice quarterback play by Hill. So they really did a nice job, Sean Payton and staff, in setting him up and allowing him to play comfortably. Uh, now, they were playing a defense, too, in Atlanta that is very defined. Atlanta, believe it or not, plays a ton of man coverage among the most in the NFL. They knew what they were going to get. And that always helps when you're game planning and allowing your quarterback to play. So, again, it's one game. There's no definitive judgment to be made here. All you can do is analyze the one game. Yeah, I guess that's the follow-up, Greg, is did you what you see look sustainable to you? Or is that sort of the benefit of the way they schemed him in that first game? Well, the reason we don't know what's sustainable and what's not is because it was his first start and they played to that. We don't know what happens as he continues being the starter. They play different defenses and and uh, Sean Payton may add things to their offense if they feel comfortable with him. So we don't know any of these answers at this point. That's why you can't just look at the one game as the model for his, his entire career if he's now going to be a starting NFL quarterback. This was a particular game. They wanted him to be efficient, play comfortably, and they were able to do that. So there's no way, you know, and I saw a lot of comments this week, by the way, Ross, people saying, well, you can't do this every week. Sean Payton probably knows that too. I think he's I think he's pretty good at this. He's been around the block a few times. So all he can do is analyze how they used him in this game, and it was effective. Let's get to Arizona and New England, one of the games I'm intrigued by here in week 12 in the NFL, what are you really going to be studying in that one? I think it'll be really interesting to see what New England's defensive approach is against uh, Kyler Murray, because it's funny, they played in back-to-back -back weeks, Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, and they had a specific plan for Lamar Jackson, which was effective. And obviously Deshaun Watson's a different player. And I think Kyler Murray is also a different player than Lamar Jackson because he throws the ball better. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's somewhere along the line, quarterbacks have to throw the ball from the pocket and make throws. And I think that ultimately Deshaun Watson, we know is doing that at an extremely high level right now. And Kyler Murray is more than capable of doing that, more so than Lamar Jackson at this point. Um, so what, what Bill Belichick did against Lamar Jackson, which was extremely effective, he could not do against Deshaun. And I'm not sure he'll be able to do it against Kyler Murray either. Keep this in mind, where the Cardinals are really good is in the red zone. Kyler Murray has eight design touchdown runs in the red zone. Design touchdown runs, Ross, not scrambles. So they are really difficult to defend when they get, particularly in the high red zone between the 10-yard line and the 20-yard line. And I think that's, that's a big concern for the Patriots in this game is Kyler Murray's design runs. What about 
Tennessee and Indianapolis, a huge matchup, Greg, yeah. in the AFC South. Well, here's my profound statement for the week, Ross. I think that Derrick Henry is going to get the ball. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think so, too, especially with DeForest Buckner out. I know. That's that's big. You know, it's funny. The last time they played, which was only two weeks ago, obviously the Colts won the game, but they gave up the most rushing yardage of the season to any team in that game. And, and Henry did have over 100 yards. And the one thing we know about the Titans is they stay with the run game. And I actually thought Tannehill played really, really well this past week against the Ravens because they, they like to run this play, this sort of what I call bang play action, where it's quick play action, and they like to hit A.J. Brown on inbreakers, and we've seen Brown take those for big gains. But one thing that was impressive this week is off of that, because the Ravens took that away, Tannehill did a really nice job of then coming off that and hitting Corey Davis for some big plays. So I thought Tannehill played really well this week because this offense is not built as a drop-back passing offense. So they have to create their big explosive plays off the run game. And that's critical in any given week. They hadn't been doing that particularly well, and their offense had stalled a bit. We are talking with the great Greg Cosell here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Greg Cosell, of course, from NFL Films, the NFL Matchup Show. We talk to him every single week here on the Ross Tucker Podcast. All right, let's get to probably the marquee game of the day on Sunday. That is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Bucks, Mahomes and Brady. What are you looking at heading into that one, Greg? You know, I'm going to be really intrigued to see what, what Steve Spagnola does as far as pressure. Because one thing that has really stood out with the Bucks' offense, Ross, this year is their own line has been a little erratic. And, and Tom Brady has been under duress. There's been a lot of bodies around Tom Brady this year. And he's not been a comfortable quarterback on a week-to-week basis. And we've seen a number of times what happens is people around him. He gets uncomfortable. I thought last week he rushed his mechanics. He's a repetitive mechanics player. That's why he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and arguably the best ever, because he he's so repetitive with his mechanics. He does the right thing on every throw. And my sense watching the tape is I feel like he's rushing his mechanics. I think he's starting to anticipate pressure a little bit. Only he can tell you that. I'm just trying to extra- extrapolate from the tape. Uh, but that's led, in my view, to the fact that he's not been quite as precisely accurate as we know he has been throughout his career. Uh, they try to push the ball down the field quite a bit. That requires uh, protection, as you know. And there's just not been a rhythm to their offense because the run game is a week-to-week proposition as to whether they decide to do it or not. You know, they've had games where they hardly run the ball at all. Yeah, it's a good point, Greg. Um, what about on the other side when the Chiefs have the ball? They're good. <laughs> um, you know, again, I think that you're going to see the Bucks have to play a lot of zone. I just don't think that the corners on the outside can hold up to the speed uh, that, that the uh, Chiefs show you and present. Um, obviously, last week was a fascinating game for the Chiefs because they were sort of very controlled in how they played against the Raiders. Uh, they ran the ball. Uh, they didn't push it down the field. They almost played ball control football. I think Mahomes' longest pass play was 22 yards. Uh, But we know that at any time in any game, they certainly can push it vertically. 
And they're also really good in the red zone. They are so unique in the red zone with how they attack. Because obviously in the red zone, you can't stretch the field vertically. So they do an, an outstanding job of expanding the field horizontally with their concepts. And they're really hard to defend in the red zone. Let's get to a game that may or may not be played as we sit oh. here right now, Greg. Yeah. It's the Ravens and the Steelers. I don't know what's going to happen, but in case it does happen, what are you going to be looking for? Well, if it does happen, it appears Lamar Jackson will not be playing, so I'm assuming it would be RG3. So, I, you know, I don't really have a good feel. Look, the bottom line is Lamar Jackson, through much of this season – has not really done the passing part of the quarterback position really well. Uh, he's always explosive as a runner. RG3 is probably, I would assume, going to be in a similar situation if this game is played. Uh, my guess is they try to feature a lot of uh, run game principles and run game dimensions, uh, knowing that they're probably not going to have a big-time passing game. It's tough to play the Steelers that way. Their defense is really good at all three levels. Yeah, well, you can say that again. We're talking with Greg Cosell, of course, here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast every week. We've got Greg later in the week. Love talking with him. Greg, what about Monday night football? It's the Seahawks. It's the Eagles. There's a lot we could probably dive into here. Um, I'm going to give you a blank canvas with your thoughts on the game overall. Well, we spent so much time discussing the Eagles offense. So let's look at it from the other side. Let's look at the, the Seahawks offense, which is, I thought what was really interesting when they played Thursday night, their last game against the Arizona Cardinals, Ross, is they kind of went back to the future a little bit. They kind of went back a bit to the 2018-2019 profile in which they ran the ball. Now, they didn't quite run it as much as they did in 2018 and 2019, but clearly, and my guess is Pete Carroll said, you know what, we have to do this. And, and the outside zone run game became a bigger factor with Carlos Hyde, even using Bo Scarborough. Uh, this week, from what I understand, Chris Carson will be back, and he's a very overlooked player, probably not by defenses, but just the way people talk about the Seahawks. And it would not surprise me to see them to continue to do that because it's just too hard to ask one guy, no matter how good he is, in Russell Wilson, to basically say to him, hey, in, in order for us to win, you have to be great every single week. And they do run the ball pretty well, particularly when Carson is there. So I'm curious to see if they stay with that profile, which clearly had been what they'd done the last two years prior to this season. Yeah, it also seems like, Greg, the Eagles are struggling a little bit at the corner opposite Darius Slack. Yeah. And then you play Seattle and they've got a couple really good receivers. Yeah, that's really, you know, you would assume that Slay would match up to Metcalf. Uh, I think we can feel pretty good about that. And then you have Avante Maddox on Lockett. And uh, I think that's a matchup. And the Eagles play a lot of man, by the way, Ross. You know, unless they change up for this game, you never know. Uh, but it, assuming they stay with the fact that they play a lot of man, you're going to get Maddox on Lockett. And that's I'm sure that's a matchup that the Seahawks feel they can exploit. I'm sure I love talking with you about football every single week here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast Greg, appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ross. Really appreciate it. Man, that guy is awesome. Every week, the breakdowns. I'm sitting here taking notes on what he said about Tua and Taysom Hill and, and Tom Brady, and we'll have all of those posts on our various 
social media platforms at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And then, of course, at Ross Tucker Pod, Twitter and Instagram and the YouTube page. Those will all be highlight clips over the weekend. You can check out YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Speaking of checking things out, please check out MyFrontPageStory.com. I know it's Black Friday. I know there's all kinds of deals everywhere. And you know what? Starting next week, I'll get you guys a code for MyFrontPageStory.com where you guys can get a discount and you can hit it up that way. But my point is, my message is, make sure you get somebody in your in your life something that is really meaningful and a gift that will stand the test of time. I can assure you myfrontpagestory.com is exactly that. Even if you just check out what it looks like on social media right now, my front page story or go to the website, I think you'll see, wow, they would love that if I got that for my spouse or my wife or uh, probably the same person or your mom or whoever it is. Tuck's takes. Your spouse and your wife? Your spouse or your wife, okay. who's usually the same person, but hey, I'm not here to judge. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, let's start with uh, recapping the two games yesterday presented by DraftKings, of course. First game, the Houston Texans, 41-25 winners over the Detroit Lions. J.J. Watt, his seventh career touchdown. Right, uh, and the uh, the the Texans were favored by three points here on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And I liked them. I took them. For those of you listening to the Even Money podcast, I took them and feel really good about it. Deshaun Watson was incredible again. Greg and I sort of already talked about that. Even without, by the way, Randall Cobb and Kenny Stills, he just took advantage of Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. And the thing that was mind-boggling at times was the Lions, even with Trufant out and injured, playing man-to-man coverage with Amani Oruwarie, and I know how to pronounce that because he went to Penn State, against Will Fuller. Amani's solid. I think he's a good zone corner. He just doesn't have the speed to cover Will Fuller man-to-man. It's just not going to happen, and it didn't happen the entire game. J.J. Watt made an amazing play, and as I tweeted yesterday uh, at Ross Tucker NFL, he's just had a preposterous career. He really, I mean, he has had an amazing career. I'm not sure people realize what we've seen from him over the last 10 years. I mean, it's it's like Reggie White, Joe Green, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, he's had a ridiculous, ridiculous career. So just the body control, 290 pounds to pick that off, run it back for a touchdown. The Lions turned it over on three straight possessions early to dig themselves a hole. Would have been even worse if uh, C.J. Proceis didn't fumble and lots of penalties for the Texans, which held them back a little bit. T.J. Hawkinson had a big day for the Lions, who primarily focused on the run game for whatever reason. I guess they feel like that's who they are. They they primarily focused on the run game, and it didn't really work out for them all that well. I guess they established it, but they lost by quite a bit. The second game, it wasn't close. Alex Smith and the Washington football team improved to 4-7 and seven on the year after knocking off the Cowboys 41-16. to 
Antonio Gibson, three touchdowns in the win for Washington. That is the first rookie to score three times on Thanksgiving Day since... Randy Moss. In 1998. I mean, Brian, they said it 50 times during the game. That's true. Like, you think I'm stupid? What, what do you think? You, you think I'm a clown? What do I amuse you? Um, so... Just want to make sure way, you're paying attention. That's all. Yes, I am. I am. So, by the way, it was 20 to 16 in the fourth quarter. It was a close game. And then the Cowboys ran probably one of the worst fake punts I've ever seen. When you combine, okay, the decision itself to run a fake punt from your own 24, whatever it was, on fourth and 10, when you combine that, with the play call itself, a reverse fake punt that takes forever, it was horrific. I mean, it, it was absolutely horrific, and it cost them the game. And frankly, Bri, for people listening to the Even Money podcast, and you know, I, I along with Steve Fezzik, took the under – on uh, the total of 46, because that's what it was on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, totally ruined any chances for that. Cowboys were going to punt it away, 20-16. to 16. Redskins or Washington football team would have held it close to the vest. Nope, they go for the worst fake punt I've ever seen. Washington scores on the next play. Then Montez Sweat scores. or no, Then uh, Gibson scores again. And then it just it was like a waterfall at that point. Questionable decisions, questionable play calling by the Cowboys. I mean, how about when it was 10-10? Fourth and inches on their own 35-yard line, and they throw the ball. Fourth and inches on your own 35-yard line, and you throw the ball. You know, I really do believe some of these guys outthink themselves. I I really do believe some of these guys just – I think that they try to show how smart they are or how creative they can be. It was brutal. Uh, Antonio Gibson had a big day for Washington. He's a stud. What a draft pick he was. You know, really a a wide receiver at Memphis. Alex Smith did what he did. He managed the game well, except for the Jalen Smith interception. But kudos to Terry McLaurin for chasing him down to save those four points. Washington defense, I thought, played very well, including that Montez Sweat pick six. And in fairness, it did hurt the Cowboys, Bry, that not one but both offensive tackles got hurt on the first drive. You know, you lose Cam Irving and Zach Martin. That made it more difficult for them to move the football, certainly. Well, that's all I got, Ross. What else you got? Ooh, okay. Hit the Tuck's take sounder. I must not have sent you the rest of them. I'll pretend like I'm you. All right, Ross. Lots of COVID news to get into, unfortunately, including four more positive tests among Ravens players, including starting quarterback Lamar Jackson. The Sunday's game with the Steelers appears to be in jeopardy now. Do I sound like that? Not really, but I don't know how to sound. I don't know how to do your voice, and so I kind of wanted to do a. I, I don't know. I want to do a different voice so people okay. that are listening can change it up and they can hear the difference between me and you. I don't know how to. Can you do? You can probably do a pretty good me, can't you? Uh, let me work on that. We'll 
Let me work on that over the weekend. How about that? And I'll okay. do that on Monday. I, I can't I can't really do you. Like the voice I did for you, I was trying to be a little nerdy, which you're not at all, and it doesn't sound like you at all, but I just that's what came to me. Look, look, come on, come on, man. I'm not I'm not good at everything. Okay, I'm not like an impressionist up here. Look, it's bad. It's bad for the Ravens and Steelers. Really bad. I think Sunday's game is unlikely, and there's all kinds of different machinations after that. They'd probably have to do the week 18 because there's no more bye weeks for the Steelers or the Ravens. Uh, and they might even have to push back that Ravens-Cowboys game next week that's supposed to be on Thursday night. I mean, there's a lot that needs to be worked out. And it starts with seeing how many more positives the Ravens have today. But there were all kinds of reports last night that John Harbaugh said, you're not coming in the facility till Monday which would make it hard to play a game in Pittsburgh on Sunday. That's all I know. Tux takes. In Arizona, in Arizona, Cardinal wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald has also tested positive for COVID, Ross, meaning he will be out for at least Sunday's game against New England. <laughs> You're entertained by this, aren't you? I am, I am, we might, you know, I don't really need you, Brian. Like I could, I could do like, I could do a different voice. <laughs> um, for, for those of you watching on YouTube, Brian just took his headset off and started to walk away. No, I do need you, Brian. I do need you, Brian. <laughs> you know what, dude? Sometimes you just got to laugh. Gosh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say anymore. A, a lot of people are testing positive for COVID. A lot of people are going to. It That hurts the Cardinals. You know, I think there's a huge difference between one or two or three or four guys for each team testing positive for COVID, you know, because of communal, you know, th their community issues, right, our societal issues. And what happened in Baltimore, which is apparently there was clearly some spread within the organization, right? So, V big, big difference. We got, you know, I think on some level, the Larry Fitzgerald stuff, that, that's going to happen. What we really got to try to prevent is what happened in Baltimore because that's when everything, games get postponed and canceled and whatever, and it really affects everything. Speaking of the holidays, by the way, Bri, you can check out the shop tab at RossTucker.com. We probably don't talk about that enough. The shop tab at RossTucker.com. We've got cool, like, phone skins, computer skins, T-shirts. Be like, why don't you rep that you are a legit tuckhead and you have the sickness and the disease and wear a Ross Tucker football podcast T-shirt. That would be awesome. Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X. They are all, I think we're done here, members of patreon.com slash RT Media, which is fitting because I think we are done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.